Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast and happy Thursday. Thursday. I hadn't had a chance to process this morning that it is the Thursday, and that's just a very welcome joy. You haven't had a chance to process it because you're coming off a major mama victory that I think we should talk about. A major mama victory. An MMV. An MMV. So I have been working on sleep training for the last few days because our sleep schedule was chaos. There was none. It was, I think, what people would consider not good. I just don't think you can call it a sleep schedule because there was none. Because there was none. And so we started sleep training. So if you're a mama, like, you know, or, you know, you have a baby that loves to sleep mm-hmm. and that's not been something you've had to grapple with. We're happy for you. But last night we got nine straight hours in the crib. Woo woo. Nine woo, straight woo, hours in the crib. Woo, woo Rolled for the win. Rolled for the win. Rolled killing it. Rolled out here just fucking killing it. So I'm feeling refreshed, renewed. If you guys were on Breaking Bread last night, you know that I was at the <laughs> end of my sleep defect deprivation rope breaking bread last night was a motley mix of chaos we were both just feeling particularly unhinged we like didn't really abide by our google talk that we like to but we got through most of it by the end and i don't even care because i think it was our best episode yet especially because you could hear rolled crying in the background which is just a beautiful sound yeah i don't know how much you guys could hear but you'll find out on friday when the episode drops on demand and of course as we went live big news broke that chloe is expecting a baby via surrogate imminently with, with Tristan. one Mr. Tristan Thompson yeah. and we are going to explore all of that today but it was really crazy to have to give your immediate opinion on something without having time to process no I know and people were like coming at me because like my in the comments because my overwhelming overall like I think it's a good thing um and people were just like coming at me like Tristan's not a good dad so we'll get into all of that um but before we do I have something to say Claudia. and I know you do too yeah and yours is way more important than mine, but... You go first. If, if mine doesn't go first, then it'll get lost. Yep, I understand. Because you're about to break some, like, life-altering I'm news. about to break some bread. Yeah. Um, but the... Uh, now, I feel like people aren't going to focus on mine because I've, like, hyped yours up so no, much. I want to hear. Uh, the pre-sale for my first three shows of NLOG... That's big news. ...are out. So that's Red Bank, New Jersey, New Haven, Connecticut, and West Hampton Beach, New York. Pre-sale started for Patreon members right now. So if you're a Patreon member, go get the tickets. If you want to become a Patreon member, you can get tickets. And then on sale for everyone starts tomorrow. But if you'd like, you know, VIP tickets, close up, I would suggest becoming a Patreon member. Those are the first three shows of the N-Log final leg. By the way, I need help with, like, your brain, like, your word brain. Okay. How can I help? Okay. It's the final leg of N-Log. Like, make something about, you know, like, branding, marketing, genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. N-Leg? Yeah. That's a little, like, too close. I know. No, like, yeah, N-Leg. It's the final N-Leg. Do-do-do. 
that was. <laughs> wow, you really did get a lot of sleep. That was the staccato version. Yeah. So three shows. There are more coming, of course. Like Portland, I see you see at. Actually, do I, I have see a question Portland? for you. Yeah. Sorry to like. I hate. I feel like I always put you on the spot when you're announcing tour news because it's not all ironed out, and here I am asking you to iron. Um, Roughly how many more shows do you think you're going to do? 12 to 15. Oh, okay. You a decent amount. Okay, great. Yeah. That's a good amount. Yeah. Through this year and then 2022 will have been the year of N-Log, never to be seen again, except maybe at a TV coming to you soon. Oh, I would love that. That way I can memorize it backwards and forwards, like all my favorite specials. Um, so yes, Patreon members now tomorrow, Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, they go on sale for everyone. Now that my boring news is out, I think we should talk about, honestly, in the words of Camille Grammer, now we've said it. Yeah, that's your new favorite quote. I know, because what was I watching? Oh, Ultimate Girls Trip, when they were talking about, um, it's actually like a dark quote. because Now we've said it about Russell. About Russell being abusive. Yeah. So it's like actually like not a good thing to quote. It's kind of like Sophie's Choice, like a common phrase oh, that has a dark meaning. Oh, play it as a flashback? Yes, and now we've said it. And ever since then, it's just like, sometimes you have, and now we've said it. Yeah, wow. Okay, so now I'm going to say um, a major life update mm-hmm. for me which is that I am moving out of New York City. I'm moving to Florida. And I'm very excited and I'm very emotional. Mm -hmm. It's very bittersweet because, you know, all new things, obviously. But I'm going to miss... Me? You know, it's been 15 years that I've been here. My half, Half the family is here. Theo. Theo is here. There, I mean, the studio is here. And I just want to say right off the bat, the toast isn't right. going anywhere. The not most anywhere. important thing is that not only is the toast going absolutely nowhere, and we have a Patreon episode coming out. We know you guys have a lot of questions, so we recorded an entire Q&A, like an hour-long thing about it. Um, that's going to be on the Patreon right now. With, like, more in-depth, you know, how I'm feeling about everything, what this means, blah, 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 questions that I think you guys might have. Um, but, but the, the most, most important, important thing, thing is that the toast is not going anywhere. I built a studio in my new house so that we can do seamless remote episodes. We and have a stunning new integration an interface yeah so it's just going to be like nothing ever happened except I'm gonna have a whole new life and a whole new lease on life yes and so the most important thing is obviously the toast this changes nothing changes nothing if anything I do think the last couple of months have been a little scattered for us just because of baby and move and just like personal stuff going on so I do feel like once you're settled we'll be back in a really good groove and I think moving forward we'll probably be more scheduled and organized than we've been in the past simply because like now we have to be you literally don't live here yeah right I'm excited for all of the change that it's going to bring to the show in terms of like the content and like what you know the change it's going to bring out in me Mm -hmm. just being like lighter lighter obviously if you guys have listened to the show you know that like the city is not my favorite place and you just don't like living here and it's always I've always like not been a city girl like I talk about a Cleveland day I want a farm Mm chevin lifestyle but like the last few years in the city have been particularly terrible and I just don't want to live here anymore Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to listen you don't need to explain yourself like you are making the best choice for you and your family yeah literally this is that scene from Kardashians when they're on the phone with the lawyer and Chloe's telling Kim what to say and she's literally, I'm making the best choice for me and my family. Yeah. It went viral on TikTok. That's oh, why. that's why it's seared into yeah. your brain. So all of the details are on Patreon. I'll be sharing more. Um, I'm moving like in the next few weeks. So these are going to be the final studio shows. But like, I'm going to be back. You will see me in this chair so many more times. And also when Claudia comes and visits right. me, we're going to podcast from my studio. And then she never has to go home because she can work from my house. And you know, I actually just figured out my first trip. It's really soon because I have a wedding in Florida in August. So I'm just, it's on a Thursday and then I'll stay for like a month with you. 
can't wait. Just make sure that my bedroom has a king size bed. We talk about this on the Patreon. We talk about the things that I need to have in my house on the Patreon so that Claudia will come. And then because Olivia also lives there and Olivia's home, stunning. Bedroom, freezing. Big ass bed. Apple TV. Snacks. Taylor, we like, have this whole combo on the Patreon, but in the last few days, I've been thinking of other things that I am going to get that are going to entice me. Tip the scales in my favor. Well, the scales are just so in your favor because if I'm staying with you, we're going to podcast, and so like, why would I not stay at your house if the podcast studio is in your house? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I need to be dazzled because she I'm very upset about wooed. this whole thing. Like this whole move, I think it's disgusting. It's offensive. You'll hear Claudia's thoughts on the podcast and also it's funny because we actually haven't spoken about it a lot with each other because it's just like too sad no, and I'm like a hundred percent in denial a hundred percent in denial Claudia doesn't like change so the way that we deal with it is like we just don't talk about it so talking about it on the Patreon episode that is live now if you're listening to this is the most we've ever talked about it and our feelings about it yeah no and it was definitely like awkward and uh, painful and not not cool of you but we had to have the, this conversation and I just want to let you guys know that my r- move is brought to you by Roadway and their new company move M-U-U-V move it is so awesome I have worked with Roadway on every Same. single move so far they did this studio they did this studio they did all of my New York City moves they did Olivia's Florida move they have a new company called move and it's making moving even easier and even smarter roadway and move have the most amazing movers they Mm -hmm. get everything done honestly some of you would think like moving would be so tarch Mm -hmm. but some of my most relaxing days have been during moves like everything is taken care of I remember one time I got a pedicure during a move this time I was just popping in and out just checking on everything but honestly they had it all in hand they're so careful moving can be so physically laborious and emotionally and emotionally and so they handle all the physicality of moving so that you can just focus on the emotions and look forward to this new chapter Mm -hmm. in your life and not have to like stress about the actual physical move yeah like I've moved without movers from roadway and I've moved like by myself and I can tell you like movers is the way to go movers is the way to go roadway is the way to go and now with move you can move even smarter even faster even easier and with my code Jackie Ashray 10 you can get 10% off of your move which if you're a lot moving that's it is a great deal so Jackie Ashray 10 at move m-u-u-v you can check them out on instagram at m-u-u-v underscore u-s mm-hmm. A sister company to Roadway. We love sisters here. Oh, We're so a sister true. Friendly I didn't show. Put that together. And honestly, I don't know. This whole thing what would, you would be do. E- this whole thing would be even more stressful if I didn't have a moving company that like I just love and trust and have worked with and don't even have to sweat it. It's so true, by the way. Like the physically moving is It's literally backbreaking work. Backbreaking. But you don't have to break your own back because they have Roadway. people who are equipped and talented and skilled and they make it easy and everything comes the way that it left you know so that's the big news um I just really like I can't stress enough like I don't want people to panic me neither that's why we didn't even want to make like a big deal of it because like literally nothing is going to change oh and by the way if you listen to the podcast nothing is changing for you if I never if I never said it you probably wouldn't have even known and also you would have known because our audio quality is about to become way better way better no more ambulances Uh like things are just for me on your end for me you might hear a light breeze a bird chirping Chirping in the wind. Yeah. The sun shining on the lake. I can't. I know. It's very exciting. It's disgusting. So, um, patreon.com slash morning toast. Patreon.com slash morning toast for more details, how we're feeling about everything, you know, what my plans are, and that. And really how this is all affecting me, you know? And how it's all affecting Claudia. I think everybody needs to be really, you know, sensitive towards Claudia. Tiptoe around her right now. This is a hard time for her because she doesn't like change, even though I feel as though. It sounds like more change, change than, it is. than it is. Yeah. 
For sure. I honestly, like, can we talk about something else? Like, I talk, hate this. I know, I know. But I just wanted to let everyone know. But it's really, like, nothing's going to change around here. You know that the toast is my favorite thing on earth. And, and we'll I be will, doing it till the day we motherfucking die, Right. Bitch. And nothing, no amount of distance between us. It's true. Is going to change that. And absence makes the heart grow fonder. So I think you're about to fall even more in love with me, I Jax. know. Sometimes, like, when you go on vacation or we, like, podcast remotely, like, it's so nice to miss you. It's true. Is that why you're doing this? Yeah, because I want to miss you and love you even more, if that's possible. That's sweet. So yeah, that's what's happening. Uh, nothing's going to change. And we have a great show for you. We can say that we have a great show for you because of the news that broke last night. There are big stories. Wednesday's episode from yesterday, we didn't have time to do Dear Toasters. And they are, there's one Dear Toasters that's like one of your biggest pet peeves, something that people do. And I can't wait to hear your take on it. Like, I wonder what you think one of my biggest pet peeves Maybe is. not a pet peeve. It's something that you find so unethical. <gasps> Ooh. Do you want to guess? Something I find so unethical. When it comes to dating and relationships. Reading someone's diary? Yes! Oh my God, how did you know that? Because that's we're so simpatico. We're so simpatico. So yeah, somebody read a diary and found something they didn't like, and that's what you get. That's what you get when you delve into someone's feelings. Like, of course... Jackie, that's literally the definition. Fuck around and find out. Yeah, and like, just like we have, we were talking about intrusive thoughts, like, if anybody ever was able to see your intrusive thoughts, somehow they would think that you were psychotic. That's what reading a diary is. That's what reading a diary is. Like your innermost thoughts and feelings. It's so fucked up. Wow. Okay. Looking forward to that. But I think without further ado, we need to jump right in because the top story of the day is just taking the world by storm. It's on the tip of my tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tip of my tongue, the teeth, the lips. Without further ado, do, 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 do. Where are you? You are home and sleeping. Oh, Streisand boys, we love you. Come back to work. Come back to Yad Auntie. <laughs> Just a shout out to Bryson Streisand. Always. Always. Never Always forget. in our hearts. Without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Yes, you. You. Yes, you. You. Yes, you. Are you no ready? one else. I have nothing to say. We're on summer break, girlie. That means I'm free. Our first story, Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are having a baby boy via surrogate, say, sources. Chloe and Tristan are expecting a son, multiple sources confirmed to page six, As including her rep. So last night news broke on TMZ that Chloe is expecting a baby via surrogate any day now, if not already. already. But I do think it's not here yet. Same, because Chloe's statement was like, it's coming. She said via her team, we can confirm True will have a sibling who was conceived will in November. Will have a sibling. So okay. it's not here yet. Okay. And I love that she's telling us the conception date because you know that's what everybody is so worried about. Was it pre or post Theo's revelation? Mm-hmm. Theo being the son of his mistress. Yes. Chloe is incredibly grateful to the extraordinary surrogate for such a blessing. We'd like to ask for kindness and privacy that, so that Chloe can focus on her family. So let's go through the timeline. Yeah. Chloe found out about Theogate, which is such an unfortunate coincidence, can I add, um, in January. Mm-hmm. The conception date or like the implantation, whatever you call it, when was that? November. Got it. Okay. So the timeline is clear. But what's and if, weird. Wait, if it, baby's conceived in November, when does he arrive? Ten months later. Which is? Uh, November. September. One, September. Yeah. Maybe end of August. Maybe end of August. Yeah. Okay. So the timeline adds up. Obviously, she didn't have another baby with Tristan knowing what he's done. She's not dumb. But what's weird is that when they were freaking out about Theogate, mm-hmm. Kim said, if this isn't a sign to have a baby with this person, 
I don't know as what As if is. the baby wasn't already. As if it was still just a, a twinkle in their eye. An idea. An idea. I mean, maybe. You know how sometimes, like, when people get pregnant, especially I feel like with the Kardashians and like their later pregnancies, the first one I feel like everybody knows and everybody shares, but then later, you know, she might have not told her sisters yet because the mm. surrogate would have only been about one month pregnant. And sometimes you don't tell people till like three months. No, for sure. But I feel like she would have told Kim. You don't tell people, but you tell your sisters, especially a family like that. Like everyone knows everything. That's true. And I do feel like that's definitely an oversight on like the editing like, if they're trying to hide something here. But I don't think Kim... I mean, I guess they do, like, act their way through everything sometimes. But I don't think Kim was not being No, that honest. was, like, a raw moment. I agree. That's what I mean. I mean, I guess we'll find out, what, like, exactly when the baby arrives, when the birthday is, et cetera, and we'll be able to put it together. But I'm definitely under the... They said conceived in November. She right. said it. I'm under the impression that this was long before she found out, which makes the whole thing even more heartbreaking. But it's important to remember at the end of the day, like this is a child and a child is a blessing and it doesn't really change Chloe's life that much in the sense that she's was always going to have to be a part of Tristan's life they co-parent and they were gonna have to do that until True was 18 so why not get another baby out of it we know she wanted more children i so I don't think this is like that crazy I and think I think it's amazing honestly like Tristan, no offense, is irrelevant. The more he fucks up, like, the less Chloe will have him around. And, like, what she wants is more kids. And He makes beautiful babies. Yeah. And, in she, like, they have a sweet family and, like, Chloe and her babies. Like, that's going to be it for her. Mm-hmm. And instead of having to, like, you know, meet someone new and go through this whole process mm-hmm. again, like, just get a brother for True. Yeah, And no. you got a brother for True. And, and now you also saw Tristan's true colors. If... I'm sure we talked about this on Breaking Bread last night. I'm sure January and February were really hard for Chloe, like learning this information with a baby on the way. But I'm sure today, Chloe is nothing but excited. over the moon excited. It's right. everything that she wants. And Tristan is still like the irrelevant person Ugly. that he was before and would have been, even if it was only true in the picture. Yeah. So at least Chloe has another baby, which we know she's wanted so badly. She's and she really a- did want it with Tristan. Yeah. So you know what? It's really not that bad. And, and we're and all like, just processing all this information now because we just got it. But you're right. Like, Chloe's probably at a, pa- a place of complete peace with this. And yeah, the information has been processed for Chloe. And so I think today, Chloe is doing great and is just so excited. And I was saying on Breaking Bread last night, I'm so excited for new mama energy mm-hmm. from Chloe. Like, maybe. And it's again, like, she's having a baby similar time to Chloe, to Kylie. Like, I know. their kids are just going to be so simpatico. And the girls always say they want to have their kids close in age, so I think for Chloe, it was very important to have a sibling for True while True is still little, as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, waiting and seeing who she meets and this and right. that. Like, she got what she wanted, and I'm so fucking happy for her. And as Claudia said, I'm breaking bread. I have toxic positivity when it comes to, to mamas, children these yeah. days. And it's so true. They're just such a blessing and a bundle of joy, and just, I'm so happy for Chloe. And I know that, like, the headlines make it seem salacious because anytime it's Chloe and Tristan, it's like, yeah. But I think Chloe, and I think even before her and Tristan got back together, like I really don't think she cares. She like, cares about him. You no. know, aside from him being True's dad, like, right? I think she wrote him off and and saw who he was a really long time ago. But it's just her situation. Yeah, and she's making the best of it. And I feel like maybe at this point she's looking at Tristan as like a sperm donor. Yeah, just a really involved, famous sperm donor. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, Chloe gets to expand her family. True gets a brother. And her life, her day-to-day doesn't really change. Like, Tristan is going to co-parent with the new baby the same way he would True. So it's all the same. And Tristan's busy. He plays. He has other kids. Like, I don't think he's really up her ass that much. 
He was for a while. On the show, he's up her ass. I hope he she was. doesn't let him near her ass anymore. Like, I think she no, was allowing... No, I read a statement that their relationship is, like, exclusively co-parenting. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And, you know, when you take the emotions out of it, it probably makes it a lot easier to co-parent in a rational and, like, fair way. And I wonder how the businessman feels about all this. I wonder how Shaq will feel about it. Yeah, so let's talk about the alleged boyfriend that Chloe has, businessman Bo. Um... That must be exciting. Like, you know, you really can't have it all. It's not like she's pregnant so she can't, like, go out on dates, you know? True. Surrogate affords a level of luxury. It's like, oh, I can literally have my cake and then come home and deliver a baby, you know? Yeah. It's kind of everything. Uh, yeah. The more I hear about surrogacy, the more interested I am. Like, I think <laughs> it's so iconic. And I know that's not why people do it because, like, being pregnant is such a blessing. Yeah. But the way that I'm just, like, at the place I'm at in my life, I'm like, oh, my God, have someone do it for you. That's everything. It's not even about where you're at in your life. It's just about, like, who you are to your core, which is like pain averse, change averse, right. like pregnancies, all of those things. But I'm also a really family focused girl. Right. So like right. obviously kids is important to me. Of but course. Like the idea of like literally being impregnated and giving birth is so far fetched to me. It's crazy. I know. I know. It's crazy. So I'm just learning a lot from the Kardashians. Yeah. No, I think this is beautiful news. I am so happy for Chloe, happy for the whole family. It's going to be such a simcha. And, and I guess we're going to see a lot of this unravel. This is also, and I don't think they planned it this way, but this is just the Kardashian effect. Like, we just got the trailer for, sep- for the September or whenever the show's coming out, season two. Also, I think that this has successfully been the best-kept Kardashian secret of all to time. To date, yes. Because even when there I think... There was of, not a whisper, not yeah, a Jumois item about true. this famous family has another baby coming. You know, that's so true. Because when I think of, like, the biggest-kept secret, I always think of Kylie's pregnancy. But, but even everybody then, knew. towards the end, like, people were it like, It was an open pregnant. secret. Yeah. It just wasn't confirmed by them ever, but everybody yeah, right. had speculation. You know, people saw the stroller and the name mm-hmm. and things delivered to her house. Not a soul whispered about this. That's actually so true. It's obviously, I think, easier to keep a pregnancy secret when you're not the one who's pregnant. Right. So comparing Kylie to Chloe, but you're right. This is definitely the best kept secret. Mm-hmm. There must be probably five people who know then. Yeah. Yeah. The sisters. Also, we did some name predictions on Breaking Bread last night, and I just want to share our predictions. So first we were looking at Chloe's grandparents' names, and she has a grandpa named Arthur. So I thought perhaps we have an Arthur. And then that made me realize that's... Arthur George. Arthur George. Socks, yeah. Arthur George Socks. The most successful I of the Kardashian companies. I came to me in companies. my sleep last night. I was like, Arthur George. Oh, well, I, that happens. Like, we're so... <laughs> like, I'm so, like... The show is, like, so literally, like, in our DNA. Like, I will literally think of things I should have said think of things I'm going to say the next day, like, uh-huh. in my sleep. No, me too. I was like, that's why it's Arthur George. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then my other prediction for the name, because obviously Robert is a very meaningful name to them. It's Chloe's dad's name. It's her brother's name. And it's Chris's dad's name. I don't know if oh. you knew that. So I think it would be a Robert Jr., but that's Rob Kardashian. So Robert Jr., Jr., R-J-J-R, Roger. Roger. That's my prediction. Roger Thompson. Roger Thompson. Roger third trimester Thompson. Roger that Thompson. Roger Roger Thompson. The Roger Durer. What is your prediction for the name? By the way, when it comes to pop culture, like, nobody slays like me. Like, I know everything. I'll challenge you to a debate till I die. When it comes to baby name predictions, not only do I, like, literally not care. Like, you know how many fucking names there are? Like, you're not right, bitch. Like, no one is ever right. There's literally millions of names. And most celebrities make up names. Nobody was ever going to guess true because it wasn't a name until true. Okay, except that true is in their family. Okay, you know what I mean. No one was ever going to guess Apple. Apple Paltrow. Right. So, I don't like guessing celebrity names because I find it dumb and a waste of time. Like, you're not going to get it. 
And even if you like are close, like good for you. Like, what do you want? A prize? I don't know. I just, after having named a human, I'm very invested oh, in the process. That's fair. Maybe I'll feel differently if yeah. I ever named. Oh, actually, I named Theo. I don't so. recall if I was this invested before I had the burden of naming, naming a human. Because it really is a burden. Oh, my God. It's so hard. Look at Kylie. Right. 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 Except we saw a baby's legs in her Instagram stories. Gorgeous, delicious legs. And that Kylie baby. Smooth, smooth and shiny. Butter. Mm. Mm. Love mm. that. We did get a little sneak peek. Uh, so that's the big news of the day. I'm so happy for Chloe. Just why the, I feel like this is such big news is because like nothing really shocks me anymore. You know, like we've really seen it all here at the Morning Toast. Um, but this is just something so unexpected. It's nice to be surprised again. Thank you, Chloe. And that's also because I do think a lot of big news is sort of dulled when there are rumors swirling. The first time you hear it, you're like, no, that's not true. Yeah. Then you hear it again, you're like, oh, I already heard that. And then they confirming, you're like, we all knew. Right. The fact that this was just out with the confirmation, it struck you. Right, that's kind of like what's happen happening with Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah. It's like known that her husband has cheated on her and they're filing for divorce. But literally, I went to make it a story today and it's not been written up. I'm like, so how do I know this? Like, everyone just knows it. So when the inevitable, like, Instagram post or PR statement comes out, we won't be that surprised. Right, but if that had, statement had come out without you ever having a Thought clue. Thought about it. Oh my God, I would be shook to the core. Yeah, so this was really like a bombshell. A bombshell. Kardashians, like 20 years into the game, still, still on top. Still on top. Still, still keeping us it. on our toes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our next story? I am. An attorney has ignited a nasty feud with Erica Jane after putting an offer on her former home. One of the lawsuits involved in the many ongoing lawsuits against Erica Jane has bizarrely announced, one of the lawyers, sorry, has bizarrely announced he's attempting to buy her and Tom's former home. Ronald Richards, the former trustee attorney on Tom's bankruptcy case and current attorney in a $5 million lawsuit against Erica, announced on Wednesday that he and his wife put a $6.9 million offer on the Pasadena, California estate. Is it just me or is that a great price for this house? Right, with the chapel. He quipped that he hopes to have Erica's deposition there along with other players in the case and wants his followers to see how the victim's money was spent by the star and her estranged husband. He also said we will use it as a public forum on First Amendment activities, something Erica and her legal team are strongly against. They want secret hearings and trials, not public scrutiny. I find this, like, so weird. Like, this guy's so invested in this. Like, of course, like, as you want your lawyer to be, like, on your side. But, like, he seems like he has, like, a personal vengeance. This is just, like, taking it a little far. And, like, don't you have to have depositions in like an office? Or I guess he's right. going to make his home his office and then legally can have depositions there. And make it like into some sort of museum because she said, uh, she wrote back to him on Instagram. Uh, and, oh, and the fact that this is all happening on Instagram makes this whole thing Twitter, like illegitimate. Uh, how are you going to get this museum past the Homeowners Association? I think they like their privacy. True. She also said, I knew you and your wife were super fans. This really confirms it. No, this is definitely weird. She said to his wife in a comment, does it bother you that your husband is obsessed with me? Honestly, like, her responses are kind of on, like, fire flames. Like, this, this is just, like, weirdly personal, you know? Yeah. This is very bizarre. And it seems like his real grievance is against Erica when, up until now, there's really no proof that Erica had any knowledge of any wrongdoings and definitely didn't have any wrongdoings herself, Right. Up until now, So it just yeah. feels weirdly personal and like he's airing a personal grievance in his job. And the whole Instagram of it all makes it even more weird to me. Like, if that was my lawyer... Okay, let's say I'm a part of the, the 
people who are owed money, a settlement. I hire this lawyer. He's trying to win me and a couple people $5 million. Um, and I see him on Instagram, like buying houses and getting into comments. with like, Getting I'm like, messy. It's the so messy, messy. It's really weird. Yeah. And I don't think it'll end up happening. So he's going to buy the $7 million home for what? It's a nice house. It's still, it's, by the way, it's a very unique house. Like, Yeah, but why did I think it would be worth way more than $7 million? Um... That's a good question. I, I do think when you sell a home at bankruptcy, like it's like the oh. bank takes it. Like it, I don't. Is that think, what it is? is that I don't what's know. Happening? I don't know. What? But Tom, he, he was the trustee of Tom's. Yeah. So does that mean he's responsible for listing the home and buying it? That seems like he's literally like cutting some corners. I don't know. This is so confusing and beyond my level knowledge. of it. Yeah. You know. But that's true. I guess what was it? Six point nine. Mm-hmm does seem kind of low for like a Pasadena estate. And in this economy? Right, with the chapel. And inflation. And the the gardens, the greens. Yeah, I'm just looking at this pool. Remember when she had that party out there? That party like didn't fit at that house. You know what I mean? It was like a turn It's a very long house. Yes, it's like, you're right, it's narrow. Yeah, but that just might be like the lots in Pasadena. Right. Um, So this is so fucking weird. And honestly, I'm incredibly confused. Yeah, me too. But... I feel like stuff like this, this like clown show that's happening in Erica Jane's life actually works in her favor favor because again, it's like we get distracted. We're like, oh, this stuff is messy. It's not that serious. You know, people are making it personal and it desensitizes you to the crimes. That's actually so true. And also where the fuck is Tom? He's in that home. And he's just like gonna like die there? I guess so. I mean, because his family, like Erica said. Wouldn't step up. Won't step up. Does he have kids? Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. Very very weird end of this story. It's like, not the end. It's just like a weird bookmark. Derailment. <laughs> no, and you're right. It does make Erica look good. Like that her, everyone around her is acting chaotic like clowns. This is clown shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I get wanting to like stick it to Tom. Like I get it. But this is like weird. And Erica's right. Like it does feel no, like. Stick it to him in the courtroom. Right. It feels personal and weird. What, you're going to have a deposition in her master bedroom? Like it's just weird. Yeah. It is. is like he's kind of like obsessed. Yeah. Just a fan. Just a fan. Are you ready for our next story, which Claudia hand chose because she's obsessed with everyone involved and yes. she just talks a lot of smack, but at the end of the day, it's because she's a fan. Of course. And instead, congratulates Tarek El Moussa and Heather Ray Young on their pregnancy. Well, it's it's Heather's pregnancy. I just want you guys to know that. Ooh. Like after having been pregnant, it's Heather's pregnancy. Agreed. <laughs> he congratulates Tarek on his wife's pregnancy. Yeah. And, and that used to not bother me, like, when people would get, like, We're pre- pregnant! And Bitch, what did uh, you do? No, but other people would be like, no, you're not, she is. And I was like, just let them be pregnant. Right. I got it. I got <laughs> you're, it. You're apologizing to the mamas? Message received. Yeah. And Anstead congratu- congratulated them on expecting their first child together. He said, huge congratulations, you two. He commented on Instagram, thrilled for you all. If you don't remember, he was previously married to Christina Hack Anstead Al Musa, who is Tarek's ex-wife. Did him and Ant? Did her and Ant ever get married? I think they maybe just dated. They were married. Oh damn! Both okay. Anstead and Al Musa were previously married to Hack, who is now married. To and Hack. Ant is now dating Renee Zellweger. Even though I don't know if they're still together, they were spotted once. But like, I like to imagine no, that they're happy yeah. together. Um, and Christina is remarried. So. Let's let's take this step by step. The first is that Tarek and Heather are engaged. They were trying for. They're a married. While. Sorry, I mean, are they pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> They're pregnant. Um, they posted, you know, some chugalicious content, and we're happy for them. You know, baby is a blessing, like we were saying. Um, but now let's talk about the end to end of it all, because him commenting on 
his ex-wife's ex-husband's new wife's pregnancy. It's the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. So there's obviously bad blood between the Ansteads. Of course. For, I former, mean, there was formerly a known as the Ansteads. There was a divorce. And this is just, there's and so many. And he went many, over to Team El Musa. There's so many people involved. And I was actually thinking about this as I fell asleep last night. Like, when, and when <laughs> Claudia thinks about the El Musa Ray Youngs as she goes to sleep at night. When Tarek El Musa and Christina Hack Anstead El Musa got divorced, if you would have asked me, like, who would have ended up in the messier situation, like, no doubt would it have been Tarek. Like, there was that incident where the police were called to their house. He took a gun and ran up into the mountains, like, screaming at everyone. I was like, Tarek is going to be the one who ends up, like, like, in a crack den or something. Like, he's obviously the one who's unwell, and that's why they're getting divorced. I just did not see, like, him literally, like, stable, same girl, engaged, like, so traditional in a mm -hmm. sense. And Christina, I think, is on her third husband. There was Ant, Tarek. There was another guy, and now there's this guy. Hack. Hack. Yeah. It's just... No, it's like, you know how people count sheep when they fall asleep? Mm -hmm. Like, Claudia I count thinks... El Musa's. <laughs> Claudia thinks about the web, the mm -hmm. love rhombus, mm -hmm. and it gets so confusing that it tires out her brain and she it's, falls asleep. No, it's true. Like, even though I'm so <laughs> invested in the story, I still can't even, like, fully tell you all the names of people Christina's been married to. Yeah, because what's Hack's first name? I'm going to say Jonathan, but I just made that up. Let's see if the article but There's kind of, like, the element of mystery that I have around this story also makes it so exciting, you know? What's the mystery? That I don't know any of these people's names. Oh, and there's also something weird with the Wait, hack. You are right. She married, she, like a real Christina, estate agent. Yeah, she secretly wed Joshua Hall earlier this year. Who's that? Right, right. Who the fuck is that? And the weird thing is that Hall. Oh, Hall is hack. Wait, what? Christina Hack secretly married fiance Joshua Hall. So maybe Hack is her maiden, maiden name. name. Got it. But Hall, you, oh, Jackie, <laughs> this could put me to sleep. Jackie, it gets even crazier. Hall has a sister. Who has the podcast. Who used to have a podcast with Heather Ray Young. Okay, wait, it gets more confusing because now I'm looking at the wedding license and Christina El Musa Hacks also has a maiden name here, Muir Singe. So she was married to someone named Hack. So Hack isn't a maiden name. I, Unless Muir Singe is just her middle name. No, no. <laughs> I just can't believe there are girls out here who like spend so long looking for love like and Christina's out here like getting married four times like I'm actually jealous she must be like a delight you know to get so many men to marry you like it's not easy to no, get it to get not, it one time it's not easy to get it once right like it was one of the hardest things I've ever done mm -hmm. and she's out here doing it yearly annually yeah and I just think that's impressive and honestly I have a lot of respect for it I do and we're happy for Heather and Tarek truly we are it's nice like and they had their show and like I think this is what both of them want this is their dream life, and this they're living is, it. Heather Ray Young is like living her best a fantasy. Life. Like I don't think she thinks anything that's happening to her is real. Like she got her own show, which you know, coming from a ensemble ensemble show where she's really not the most interesting or not the main event or whatever. Um, this is a dream, you know. Mm -hmm. And she's got the man, she got the baby, like, and their recipes are on Us Weekly. Like that's a dream for Heather. It is, and I'm happy for her. I really, it's really nice to see people living their dreams. It is. It is really nice to see people living their dreams. Like, knowing, like, everything that's happening to them is exactly what she wanted and tried for. Like, that's such a blessing. Mm -hmm. and, a, and a baby is a blessing, too. I think that's the end of today's episode. A baby is a blessing. It is. Are you ready for our next story? Mm -hmm. Tom Brady is opening up about how his wealth is the hardest thing about parenting. No, I know. It's, 
It's really hard. I feel for him, you know, like. So, so hard. he was on a podcast, Spotify's Drive podcast, which, you know, that part we do love. Which isn't as popular as The Morning Toast. And he thinks that his and Giselle's wealth is the hardest thing about raising their children. He said, quote, we have people that clean for us. We have people that make our food. Oh. We have people that drive us to the airport oh if we God. need that. We get off a plane and there's people waiting there for oh. us and we get ushered in. Not people he said, Oh my God, this is moronic. He said, that's my kids' reality, which is the hard part to say, guys, this is not the way reality really is. What can we do about that? What he's saying is he's like I'm giving his kids this unrealistic expectation no. for life. And like, how do you raise normal children in that situation? By the way, you I don't. understand exactly what he's saying. Like, So fly commercial. What's stopping you? Right. Move into a, just a regular stucco house. Take the tram to the airport. Yeah. Take the subway, Tom. Yeah, but then you know what? Then they do that, and then we come here and say, why are they doing so this? When they like, you have a limo. <laughs> so true. Um, I do understand, like, what he was trying to say. Like, yeah. when you grow up, when you, Tom and Giselle didn't grow up like that. So, you know, how do you teach your kids? You want to give you want to give everything to your kids. You want to give them the best of the best, the best schools, the best everything. But then you also want to, you know, have them grounded in reality. Like, I get it. It just it blows my mind that it didn't cross his mind to shut the fuck up. Like we're literally headed for a recession. Like people are unemployed everywhere. Like literally like nobody feels bad for you. Sorry. No, I don't think he's trying to make people feel bad for him. I think he's just talking about his life, which is what you do on a podcast and like telling someone to go on a podcast and then shut the fuck up about like the mm. things that they, th that they think about. Like, I think that this is the sort of quote that taken out of context sounds a little like tiny violins, but he's just talking about his life and like, yeah, he's raising kids. And the hardest part is that like, we have an unrealistic life and like him and his wife, he talks about how they grew up. She grew up in a rural Brazil, the farthest state South with a very small kind of farming town as a very simple girl. He grew up in a middle-class family in California where his dad worked his ass off and like those circumstances allow them to be the per people that they are mm -hmm. and like their kids are growing up in different circumstances and that makes it hard to raise them as the people that they want them to be I don't think he's trying to say feel sorry for me no you're right taken out of context like if I were to sit down and listen to a podcast where I want to learn about Tom Brady like obviously I wouldn't find this so like hilarious um but in the context of a page six story like it does sound so dumb but yeah. he's just sharing his life. I guess that's fair. That's totally fair. And like, that's what we want people to do on podcasts. And even if you have like, you know, a thought that's not sympathetic. Or relatable. Or relatable. Like, you're Tom Brady. You're not supposed to be relatable. No, and also like, everyone is entitled to like, say what they want. Yeah. But also it's like, say you're, you know, you and your wife like grew up and you are proud of the people that you are, but you have these circumstances and you want your kids to grow up the same way. Like really... How do you parent them in the way that you were parented when they have all of these things that are so far beyond reality? I think there are ways to do it. Honestly, you know what comes to mind for me, which I, has weirdly like always stuck with me? It's such a random niche reference. But um, when Lisa Rinna like first joined the show and she made her daughters work at that deli, even though they were like models and like superstars, um, there are little things you can do to like ground your kids in reality or to at least let them know like how blessed they are. Like when Crystal... To, and um, I don't know why all my housewife, my references are from housewives, but when Crystal and Garcelle did Thanksgiving at um, a soup kitchen, you know, like yeah. there are things you can do not to show your ki kid like this is what real life is like, but just to be grateful for what they have, you yeah. know? So there are ways for sure. I mean, this is definitely something I struggle with with Theo, you know? I'm giving him everything, like this unrealistic life, and he doesn't know that it's not like that for other dogs. And so I actually really, really relate to this. He's Enlod. 100%. Not like yeah. other dogs. Yeah. So this, uh, this is actually extremely relatable for me. I, I probably will tune into this podcast and take notes. Yeah. Maybe Anyways, just like it's always celebrate big stars going on podcasts. That's true. That's true. That's a lesson here. And like talking about themselves in ways 
and opening up in ways that they no, don't normally do. Because if you know, if they get a lot of shit, they're not going to do it anymore. That's true. And that's bad for the industry. And you know, that's the kind of content you get from a podcast. Like Tom Brady was never going to open up about this on like Jimmy Kimmel, you know. No. He was going to tell, like, a stupid story right. about, like, what his kids did on the plane. Right. Totally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Um, and I'll just tell you the headline instead of trying to, like, explain mm-hmm. what it is without saying what it is. Sure, you sure, know, sure. Because Noah Schnapp has revealed where him and Doja Cat stand after the DMs drama. So... We spoke about this on Breaking Bread last night because if you don't know, on Breaking Bread, we have a really fun segment called the Sixth Story Award where we, Claudia and I each share a story that didn't make it to the Fast Five but that like we feel personally invested in. Mm-hmm. And Claudia talked about this Doja Cat, Noah Schnapp drama. Beef. Like, beef. Lit- if you don't know, Doja Cat DM'd Noah Schnapp privately. He's from Stranger Things, yeah. if you don't know that either, which, you know. He's 17. Mm. And I guess they had like followed each other. They had some connection that made her comfortable to reach out to him. And she was like, can you set me up with, I forget his name. I'm Joseph. Sorry. Joseph. One of the new castmates on Stranger Things. He's 29. Um, and Noah Schnapp was like sending uh, Doja his Instagram, like DM him, whatever. Then Noah Schnapp posted the private Instagram stories, posted the private messages from him and Doja on his Instagram story, like blowing it up. And Doja then like attacked him and people were like, Doja chill he's 17 he's a minor um she basically called him a snake he's not socially aware and that's some snake shit and then everyone turned on Doja because like why are you coming after a kid he's 17 like chill um Doja ended up losing a couple hundred thousand followers and Noah Schnapp ended up gaining like a million which is such like a weird thing like to unfollow someone for like people people on the internet like wielding their unfollowing like a weapon like we don't fucking care like unfollow like we'll be fine like you say this is not an airport you do not need to announce your departure so now I guess Noah Schnapp is revealing where they stand because people turned on Doja Cat. Even though, like, I did understand her frustration. Like, he's a kid, so he didn't know better. But, like, c- can anything be private? Yeah. No, I understood where both of them were coming from. But it's just not, like, the biggest deal. It's not no. like the DMs are so embarrassing. And, like, he is a kid. And, yeah, probably not socially aware, like, to realize, you know, the biggest star in the world DMs you. Just right. keep that to yourself. Like, be cool about it. No, he's fucking excited and he's posting about it. So what did he say was the update between them? So he's setting the record straight on where they stand. He sent a TikTok video with her song playing mm. in the background. He said, guys, everything is all good. I apologize and I still follow her and love her music. No hard feelings. Okay. I'm sure like in, in private, he's like, this is so dumb and I hate her. But I'm sure she's saying the same thing. <laughs> right, right. But um, And I just want to know what Joseph Quinn thinks. Right, well, so that's like kind of, you know, the the untold story of this entire saga is do they get together? Definitely not after this. Yeah. I don't it's think like it showed now. her in like a great light. It's tainted. As you know, this compassionate, understanding, loving, <laughs> loving person. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you mess up and do something socially unaware, like right. you're you're, do- you're done. <laughs> you're done. Um, this is just like such a weird saga. Like I didn't have that on my bingo card this year. Like Noah Schnapp, the kid from Stranger Things beefing with Doja Cat. Do you know who Noah Schnapp was before this? Yes. Only because I don't watch Stranger <laughs> Things, but because he is also like a TikToker. Okay. Okay. Like he's, I think, the most, probably one of the most followed kids from that show. Not Millie Bobby, obviously, but he has, like, a huge social audience. He might have even been, like, a digital king before. He has, like, a, I don't really know, but he's, like, got millions of followers. Got it. Cool. Good for him. And now, yeah. you know. Now even more. He has to another, do he's got another mill <laughs> under his belt. So that's just the teeny boppers are fighting, you know? But she's not a teeny bopper. Right. 
But I, she's just like funny, you know. I, yeah, I just want to say like, there's probably nothing in the world Doja Cat could do um, for me not to like her. Like, yeah, I just no, find first of all, her music is supreme. Like, mm-hmm. literally, you cannot show me another person making better music. Mm-hmm. And her social media personality, she's just funny. She like understands internet culture, but not in an annoying way. Yeah, in a condescending way. Like, it's just funny. And I just and she's literally <clears throat> gorgeous. Like, I will never not stand Doja Cat. No, I agree. And also sometimes like being. Oh, that- I'm sorry. And she's Jewish. Do you know that? I knew that she's partially Jewish. Yeah. We'll take it. It counts. But being that like funny internet person who's like candid and speaks their mind on everything, like you are bound to get into situations yes. like this where you say a little too much, you take it a little too far, and it's just like the price of the doing course. business. The price of being funny on Twitter and Instagram and sharing your thoughts and feelings. Ain't that the motherfucking truth, bitch? Now let's dive into Dear Toasters, our advice segment that we usually do on Wednesdays, but we didn't have time yesterday, and I'm glad we do have time today because now both out, both episodes are going to be like a delicious hour long. Delicious. Dear and Toaster. there's Patreon too. For I don't know if you guys like left when I made my announcement and went to Patreon Oops. and are now coming back, mm. or if you're waiting until this episode's over and then you're going to mm. Patreon. How would you do it? I would finish the episode. That, that's just because I'm like OCD. Like I finish what I start Me and then too. I start. I don't like to like read two books at once. No, I agree. I couldn't listen to two episodes at once. No, that's like psychotic. Let us know what you did. Yeah. Let us know. Um, Dear Toasters is our weekly advice segment. You can email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. It is totally anonymous and you can write in about anything from friendships to work to wedding to hygiene. We got some good ones today. They're all kind of different and I'm going to read them. You know what I was just thinking? Yeah. Like when Chloe moved into her new house... <laughs> She probably knew that she had a baby on the oh, way. Yeah. And like that moment was probably even more, more sweet. Emotional. It's like she kept saying like this is going to be me and Trues forever home. And it's like this is my family's home. You it's know? true. Yeah, that's a good point. And I just. Now I if we that. go back and rewatch the season like with the understanding that some of the, the older d- episodes and uh, the final episodes like she knows she might be having a kid like it changes things. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's like finding out the ending of like Shutter Island and then rewatching it again like knowing <laughs> the truth. You know. <laughs> It's the exact same thing. It really is. And you know what? That's the lesson. It's like all roads lead to Shutter Island. It's all about perspective. 100%. And then like you go back and watch Shutter Island and it's like so fucking obvious. Like how <laughs> dumb are you? You didn't realize that. Um, and maybe that'll have the same thing with Kardashians on Hulu. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I did hear that the first season was directed by Martin Scorsese. So it makes sense. No, I heard that too. Hey, Jackson Claude. Hey. My friend needs your beautiful, stunning, and smart advice on this quandary she has found herself in. Okay, we'll do our best. Sally has been dating her boyfriend, Jack, for nine years. They just bought a house together, and they are very much OTP. However, Jack has been in a bit of a slump lately, and to try and help him out of it, he started a diary. Sally got curious, and in the spirit of trying to understand what's going on and help him through, she snooped. In the diary, she found he'd been writing daily about the things he's grateful for, i.e. grabbing his favorite coffee, going on a walk. But then he mentioned he's grateful for his chats with a female coworker who Sally does not know. What should she do now? Reveal that she snooped and ask about it? Try to casually bring it up? Absolutely nothing and take this to the grave? Help. Signed, a snooping Sally and her toaster friend. Absolutely nothing and take it to the grave. Okay, however. But I I would just try and think of, you know, what are these chats about? It's not like he's saying, I'm grateful for the sex with my coworker. I'm grateful for my big dick in her ass. <laughs> yeah. So, like, maybe you, could, okay? maybe you could engage with him in some chats and try and be that person for him. But you cannot act on the information that you found in a diary unless you're so disturbed by it that you're going to end your relationship, period. Right. Like, unless it's like I committed murder, you Right, know? and in that case, like, just go, go to the police run. and leave. Take the diary and run. Yeah. Yeah, so this the lesson here is to not 
I'm all for snooping. Like, if you have a suspicion, I don't think, like, I think reading people's text messages is, like, really invasive. But, like, I, I don't think all snooping is bad. Yeah, no, but also text messages are different because that's, like, outward behavior. That's something that you're putting out into the world for the world for another person. You're at, they're almost like actions. Whereas diaries are just thoughts. And if you saw every single person's thoughts, if you could read someone's mind, you wouldn't like what you saw. Yeah. And that's what a diary is. No, it's really fucked up. So the lesson here is not to read diaries. But now that you have this information, um, let just keep it in the back of your mind. Like, obviously don't act on it or do anything. But, like, if he starts to exhibit, like, you know, weird, you know, he starts disappearing or, like, you know, you know where to look first. But for now, a chat is a chat. And maybe you're right. Like, it's indicative he's looking for, like, a deeper connection. Like, he's having a meaningful chat with some random bitch yeah, at work. Like, and it makes him feel seen. Maybe you're not making him feel seen or, or something. Or maybe, like, whatever he's going through, he feels like he can't talk to you about it. But this girl at work, like, they're able to talk about this thing. Like, I would just try and Which find... Which is a slippery slope, by the way. Yes, like, no, oh, I my agree. girlfriend if doesn't I, understand me. Okay, got to talk if to I read this, like, I would be, like, all consumed by it. Yeah. And I would be fucking shook. And, like, oh, my God, there's another person who's, like, having honestly an intimate relationship with my boyfriend because having those Sharing. sorts of chats enough for him to write in his diary and you don't even know this girl like it's a level of intimacy it's not like cheating or anything but they're connecting on a way that you guys aren't so if you want to take some action I would try and find a way to connect with him and be that person for him um and just try and focus like try and fill that fill that role and I have to say I don't really feel like there's anything nefarious going on with the girl, let me tell you why. Because even though, like, a diary is extremely personal, there's something, like, if you were having an affair, like, I don't think you would ever write it down. Like, there's something about putting it into the world that, like, makes it real. And it, I feel like affairs are things that, like, people keep in the in their mind. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, it almost seems like the fact that he wrote it means it's innocent. You know? Yeah. Even though it's a, a personal diary, like, it's just kind of crazy to be like, oh, I had such a great time with my mistress today. Like, Right. No, no, no. I agree with that. But, like, what would you do? Oh, well... Okay, so Ben's writing this, having meaningful chats with Sally at work. Um, I'd probably kill Sally. <laughs> I think that would solve all the, everyone's problems. Yeah. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what I would do. Um, I don't think I would ever admit to reading someone's diary because that says so much about you. It's like, it's a really fucked up thing to do. So I wouldn't admit it, but I'd keep my eye on fucking Sally for sure while also nurturing and working on my relationship. Yes. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I was joking about the murder. And then get I feel her like transferred. If I ever get to a place in my life where like I'm like framed for like some sort of crime, like all they have to do is comb through these episodes <laughs> where I say I'll kill random people. Like yeah. I but the, uh, need to erase my entire like YouTube hard drive. Yes, but on the other hand, you've also said you would take numerous bullets for mm, people. That's true. So and I think they what, all what, what balance, give it, she taketh away. <laughs> so they, they balance each other out. Right. And also I I I actually do think about this often. The fact that um our podcast is in the com I, I know this sounds crazy the fact that our podcast is in the comedy section and like it's an art form there is a law like if someone wrote a song about like killing someone and it ended up like matching up with a murder you can't use the song lyrics as evidence because it's art, art. wow I, I saw an SVU episode about that so I don't know if that's like entirely le legally true you know what it sounds to me like like we're artists the law is reason free from passion actually yes the law is reason, okay, the law is reason free from passion projects. <laughs> That's the law. Canva Pro, write it down. Um, so yeah, I often think about that. All right, next up. Hello, Claudia and Jackie. I'd love your advice on a predicament I'm in. Over a year ago, my aunt gave me a fur coat of hers since I was moving to a colder climate and I Ooh. needed warmer clothes. Mm. I knew it wasn't my style, but I took Yum. it anyway to be nice. And in case I to was- To be nice? She said it wasn't her style. How she, bad could it be? She was 
taking it in case she was suddenly invited to a formal event that she needed a luxurious coat for. Fast forward to now, I've never worn the coat, so I decided I should sell it on Poshmark. When I was looking at the original cost, I was shocked to see that it was worth $3,500. I've had this thing worth thousands of dollars just sitting in my closet. I truly thought it might be a couple hundred dollars max. Now that I know that that's the cost, is it wrong of me to sell it? Should I try giving it back to my aunt? Granted, she lives in another state, and I don't know when I'll see her again. What's the right thing to do here? Wear it. Yeah, I, by the way, I don't think you can sell it without her permission. That's, like, no, extremely you, fucked up. And and maybe she gave you the jacket, like, as a loan. And then, like, when you when she, maybe you move back or she moves somewhere close to you and she wants her coat back and you sold it. Like, you can't sell it without her permission. By the way, it might be the sort of thing that you can't appreciate right now or, like, have no use for. But, like, that is something that is a forever piece. Keep it. Keep it. Yeah, well, also, you just can't sell it because... That's wrong. It's not yours to sell. It's, it's not yours to sell. It's yours to wear... And it's like a thoughtful gift and maybe it's like a family heirloom. And also these things increase in value over time. So like the longer you wait, like the more it'll be worth. Mm -hmm. Don't sell it for real. Okay. Final one. Hey, Jackson Claude. Congrats on the baby, the tour, the spritz, TikTok fame and everything. So my problem is that my roommates don't shower enough and they smell. Yeah. For example, this weekend we went to wine country in Texas and we were out all day in the Texas heat wine tasting. So obviously when we got back, I wanted to shower and not smell gross, but they think changing clothes is good enough. I will repeat, it was the Texas heat over 100 degrees with no breeze. Now our Airbnb is going to smell and the same happens at our apartment back in the city. I know you guys addressed a smelly friend on Dear Toasters before, but how do I address a woman and a man who refuse to shower more than what seems like twice a week? Not that I'm, now I'm saying, now I'm not saying I... I'm sorry. Now, I'm not saying hair washing. I'm just saying body washing because we live in fucking Texas and it's summertime. Any advice how to be as non-confrontational as possible? Thanks, ladies. That's horrible. I'm glad you made the discrepancy between because like we're not I don't really believe in judging other people for how frequently they wash their hair. But washing your coochie is a must, uh, a daily must. Especially in the heat. Yeah. Um, In summer. Like for me, I would just not live with these people, you know. I know because it's like a you're fundamentally different like yeah and you can't change people and you can't like say you need to shower more you're not their parent right like they want to live this life like that they want to go around being the smelly person like that's their prerogative they're adults making a conscious choice not to shower and it's not like I think it's always different when someone has like a a problem like a smelling problem like they shower but they smell like people have different sweat issues like this is just a choice not to be hygienic and that means that you two, like the three of you, are so fundamentally different as people. You probably shouldn't live together. I don't think I, th- I don't think you should renew your lease. I think that you should find other roommates. Like there are things as roommates and living co-living mm-hmm. partners that you all need to really agree on. You don't have to have a conversation about it, but you have to have the same sort of values, like temperature right. in the in the house, music it, volume. Do, are we having parties? Are we not having parties? Right. What kind of home? What kind of vibe? And I would say hygiene, smells, showering would be included in that. Yeah. And I don't think you need to make a big announcement or tell them this isn't working out. Like they can still be your friends and then you can go to wine country where you all smell. And then you go home to your fresh sheets and you smell good and your new roommates smell good too. Mm. I would just extricate myself from the living situation. Yeah, I agree. This is just like people being different. People are different. Right. And we're nuanced, complex human beings. And finding a roommate is one of the hardest things in the world. Like someone you really jive with. You can never live with someone who's like your best, 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 best friend. Because that's like too toxic, you know? Like has to be someone you like. Like there's a balance to mm-hmm. finding the perfect roommate. And you have not found that. No. So Keep looking. Keep, yeah, keep looking. And maybe uh, for the meantime, like stop taking your friends on outdoor Texas wine tours in the heat. Like go bowling. It's air conditioning. Yeah, but they probably wouldn't Sorry, shower yeah. after bowling Go to either. the movies. And that's nasty. At least the sweat is their own germs. 
bowling is other shrooms. Like, do you shower when you got home from your birthday? Or do you get into bed with your bowling self? Okay, you know what? I didn't even think about it because, like, I went to the club afterwards and I didn't get home till four. So I wasn't even, I was thinking, no, I got straight into bed. You're right. And that's literally disgusting. But my sheets have been changed since then. Okay. But I actually did not think about that. That's actually disgusting. Yeah, no, I was like, when we were bowling, I was like, I wonder how many people here are going to shower when they get home. Mm. Probably not Should a lot. Should I write in the group chat and survey the group? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it would probably be like 15% showered. Because you went home, you and Zach went home, my friend Margo went home. I think the three of us showered. Yes, but everyone else went to the club and was out really late and like drunk. No one's going to take a shower when they get home. And people probably forgot that we had bowled, like, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was Dear Toasters. Again, if you ever want to write in, it's deartoasters at gmail.com. That was our show. That was the final episode of the week. We're back in studio tomorrow. We're still on summer break. Nope. We're back in studio Sorry, on Monday. Monday. So it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, and then we are officially back. Summer break is over. What um, summer break? Yeah. What? <laughs> what summer break? Like, this last two weeks, like scattered episodes. We missed two episodes. Well, we couldn't tell people what we were actually doing, which was you were getting your life together because you're moving to another state. Yeah. So we called it summer break, and I'm like I living for we it. We missed two episodes. It's not a break. We're missing five total, including next week. Yeah, five out of ten. So summer break. Half. Summer because we're on summer break. <laughs> um, but we couldn't say why because Jackie didn't want to tell anyone she was moving until today. So. I was being creative and inspiring with my summer break. I think people felt really inspired. That's what we do here at The Morning Toast. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an incredible day, an incredible weekend. We're back in studio on Monday. We love you guys so much, and we will see you then. Bye. Patreon.com slash Morning Toast for all of the moving conversation. See you tomorrow on Monday. Bye.